Welcome everyone. Welcome back to the MatchNet podcasts. We are here with Mrs. Yana Johnson. How are you doing, Yana? Good, good. Good. All right. We're going to be talking about something really fun and exciting today, and that is about how to have an enjoyable matching process. How do you actually go through this thing without pulling your hair out, without <laughs> without killing your mom or your dad or your child because of disagreements and uh and stress, right? And and we've seen all kinds of experiences of people going through the matching process, right? Right, Yana? Yeah. Especially recently, we just had the blessing uh, come and go of 2022 as as of recording this, and it's it's pretty clear to us over the years that we have been doing this that some people have a very enjoyable experience, and some people who go through the same experience of getting matched and blessed have a very stressful and very kind of distraught experience and we don't wish that upon anyone so maybe we can go a little bit back in history and and talk about what the matching process has been and what it's developed into and what we've seen is kind of like the the overall like how people actually uh, enjoy the matching process and it can be actually a fun experience for people uh it's a tall order but uh, we're excited to get into it yeah. Uh, right yeah and just I feel like I don't know disclaimer or something came up as you said some people have a really difficult experience and I want to acknowledge that those difficult experiences and things are also things that we learn from that we you know we take what people bring up and it helps us shape how we can create a better culture around it but I think the point is we're building this together and um, it's helpful to have this perspective you know that's true. I mean, we can, I can think of a handful of people who just got blessed recently, right? And who maybe people listening, you know, people who got blessed recently or in the last few years. And, and we know them personally, right? Because people go through sometimes difficult life circumstances, situations, uh, what, you know, things that don't work out, people, family members passing away, uh, you know, previous relationships, all kinds of situations. And, even through all of that, they somehow find a way to have a stronger conviction that the blessing is what they want. And that's what like really moves me is like when someone goes through something difficult and, you know, like, to be honest, like people go through divorce and have kids and, and they don't know, like, that's, that's a terrible, you know, difficult thing to go through. But at the end of the day, they say, you know, Benji, I have a stronger conviction in true parents and blessing than ever before. Right. So yeah. that's, it says something about the individual that's really moving. And uh, anyways, you can think about people that you know who have received the blessing that might have gone through some challenging things and, and in the end found a way to enjoy it, like just be happy and grateful for what they have. And I think it's pretty amazing, right? Yep. I think so you yeah. already hit on a key point there, gratitude. <laughs> right out the gate. And yep. we haven't even given the intro, the, the spiel, right? <laughs> so- the spiel is if you guys are enjoying this podcast, I want you to subscribe and follow and also share with someone because the only way that podcasts usually share is through word of mouth and also through ratings. So if you want to give us a rating on uh, yeah. Apple or Spotify, or wherever you want, that'd be great. But mostly through sharing through people that you love and care about. That's really what we are here to do, right? So Yana, uh, you're the one that wanted to talk about particularly about the kind of the development of the matching process to kind of figure out how we came to where we are right now. Uh, do you want to get into that a bit? And I think that ties into how to, how we can have the right mindset towards the matching. Yeah. Um, man, there's a lot of things that have been on my mind, especially as Benji mentioned, like the past blessing, but 
I was reflecting this past weekend, speaking to my local community about my own blessing testimony. And it just got me thinking about, you know, even the way that I grew up preparing for the matching and blessing uh, back then until around when I was 13, it was true parents who were giving the matching. And then there was this big announcement about parents matching, like true father gave the authority to parents. And I remember that exact speech. And I went to, um, I came into school. I was at New Hope Academy, shout out to New Hope in Maryland. And it was a UC school. And so a lot of us there, we grew up, you know, in the tradition and knowing about the matching and blessing. And we were talking about it, like, wait a second, you know, our parents are going to be matching us like what? And it was such a different mind shift, you know? So it's just thinking about that. Like that's really the beginning of when the family matching started. And I, it's pretty much 2000. Maybe if I have that correctly, we can look back, but that's, yeah. 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 So like right at the turn of, you know, the 2000, now we're in 2022. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's sort of where I wanted to go from was just if I put myself in the shoes back then and now everyone preparing for the matching and, and blessing, like the whole process that's laid out and everything that was nothing existed then. Right. It was just mm-hmm. announced that we're going to do this. And this is, you know, the original way for parents to do the matching, but yeah, it gave me just a lot of gratitude for what we have now MatchNet, the MatchNet podcast. And I think that kind of perspective of gratitude and, um, for all the things that have been invested to create the support that we have now mm-hmm. that many people didn't have when they, you know, went to their own matching and blessing uh, before. Yeah. That helps give perspective. Even if right. there's still, I still feel there's a lot in this culture that we're continuously building and learning from everyone's experiences. And it's not like um, solid yet. That's always right. the feeling I get. We're all part of it. And I, I, I think that there's so much like care and thought and intention and people's experiences, both painful and happy and all of it is what has created the process that we have today. And there's something very like wonderful about that. And also it's very like connects us together as a Hmm. community. Cause I really do say this all the time. I think this will become a mainstream approach towards relationships and um, was talking to someone yesterday about that, like even just from practical sense, beyond just the spiritual side of it, it's very healthy to have this sort of intentional engagement, family engagement process, you know? Um, so yeah, I just feel very proud and humbled at the same time of like inheriting this from so many before um, who've worked throughout with the Blessing and Family Ministry and across the world too, like there's so much shared conversations around this and for every couple that's gone through it you know they're part of we've learned so much from them too so interesting yeah that's sort of the the heart behind this topic today that's a crazy perspective because 20 years is a long time to it is like that's a that's that's an enterprise long and yet not long because I thought okay that sounds really long but at the same time five years later the channel gook matching with your parents like started again so then you had this period where there Mm -hmm. was like family matching process developing and those who wanted to go to true parents matching, you know, at the same time, which makes it hard to solidify the family matching process. You know, it, it yeah. there's a lot of, it's an interesting right. two decades of what I went through. Whereas I feel like now mm. we're 
things are more settling for maybe how those in the future, children in the future are going to experience the matching and blessing. We yeah. kind of see a bit more what it's going to look like, but we really didn't see that for a lot of those 20 years, you know? Anyway, it does sound like a long time, but it's also a lot happened in that time. So yeah. it, was, it was it was relatively, maybe it was kind of short. Like there's a lot that happened and it was pretty intense. I mean, even just, just 12 years ago, I was sitting in a room with true father yeah who right and you were sitting in a room with true father like what 13 we were pictured <laughs> i wasn't there My right matched <laughs> like, by true father right it's like yeah ugh, man a lot has changed so as you know compared to eternity and the future yeah it's a tiny you know grain of sand but but it's also a lot to unpack and and something you mentioned is really true like there has been a lot a lot that's happened there's been a lot of learning experience. There's been a lot of pain. There's been a lot of growing pains. There's been a lot of experiences of couples and individuals that we are, we are fortunate enough to be the beneficiaries of those experiences. Yeah. Just imagine like every couple that goes through the matching process goes through blessing interview, right? That was a tradition that started. It was called the purity interview before, right? Yeah. More than, I mean, that, that happened more than 10 years ago. I don't know exactly when that started, but, yeah. but that's a tradition that your father originally started, right? With, with couples. It's having a purity interview, a confession. And of all the hundreds and hundreds of, of uh, individuals that have been through the blessing interview, there's so much we've learned. You know, of course, we don't tell, we don't tell anything. Uh, it's all confidential and everything's burned, right? But, but it's, it's like how much we've learned about what it takes to to be a successful individual, to, to receive the blessing, what it takes to be a person of integrity, um, sexual integrity, right? That's something that always comes up in every blessing interview. Yeah. It's like all the mistakes and things that we've developed this matching process to mitigate any risks or pain or heartbreak associated with typical, you know, quote unquote dating or relationship mm -hmm. stuff. And if you think about it like that is it is kind of beautiful is like we, we we get to benefit from the the i don't want to say the pain or the, the experiences of many many people before us right yeah it's a healing i think mm. that's part of it and yeah we're it's, it's literally history in the making that's the only way to think about it like we always think like history is just what you read neatly in these paragraphs in a textbook right but it's actually very messy <laughs> there's yeah. a lot that's learned there but yeah I hope that people can feel um can feel I don't know I just feel like that's how God sees a lot of the blessing it's not easy and how the time that we've lived in like God's been longing for that since the beginning of creating the whole world and mm -hmm. with Adam and Eve and it's uh, because of the fact that that's been it's so much of human history has been a painful history. Uh, so much of that is being restored in the blessing, right? Like the blessing, it's about the ideal and the restoration, right? And um, and I think the blessing experience of going through the matching, preparing for the blessing, like you experience ideal and restoration, right? There's a lot of stuff that comes up. Um, mm. And I think that's part of the nature of it. And I feel like it's important to talk about that because yes, you see us, you see we've got MatchNet 
we've got Matchnet Podcast, we've got incredible, beautiful photos now. There's some amazing photos taking these past blessings. And, and yes, there's a lot of um, structure, you could say, but it, it, like I said, it's not quite solid yet. And I think for people to be aware of that, those of you preparing or looking forward to the blessing, that you're a part of this history being built and even the traditions around the blessing, um, we had some new ones being introduced <laughs> this past blessing, right? Like that could still happen and how, how we respond to that, um, you know, it helps to have a bigger perspective of like, mm. we're a part of something bigger and trying to see it from yeah. God's perspective. Like that's at the end of the day, the more we can connect to God's heart through it, um, you know, There's, that's the key. Yeah. We're developing <laughs> as we go, we're, we're developing our traditions as we go. Yeah. And one of one tradition that we developed this last blessing that maybe you're alluding to is, I think the one you're talking about is about the uh, starting family, right? First night. Is that that one? No, I'm talking about um, that's another tradition. Uh, the wedding, the blessing attire. And right. The OK. Rings. Yeah. Which is okay. still being formed, I would say. But yeah. we, we need a podcast on that. Let's <laughs> OK, let's let's go back to the other one first. All right. This is all connected, guys. Don't worry. The yeah. one about the first night, that's a new thing. And I think that's really interesting. Why did we develop that tradition? Yeah. So actually, a, a parent called about that. Oh, this was the blessing before, or maybe it was in October 2020. Mm -hmm. And just saying that, you know, we always talk about starting a relationship centered on God and especially the sexual relationship, but we don't really have even just the simple sort of guidelines for that. And the beautiful thing about the three-day ceremony is that it's all about that. That has a very restorational purpose and change of blood lineage, mm -hmm. but for blessed children, you know, like what is there? And so that was where it started, this idea of, um, you know, taking some points mainly about creating an atmosphere and honoring your body and praying together and also including the parents because, you know, blessed children are coming from this beautiful tradition of their parents who started a lineage, you know, not for their own sake or like selfish love, but really for something bigger for God. And so, yeah, that's the idea. So that's is the your first time tradition that was created just to give an outline of steps. Like ultimately as blessed couples, it's your decision how you start your life together. But we wanted to offer something that could be very intentional in connecting to God and um, connecting to the, the lineage aspect, like honoring your parents. Yeah. Got it. That's awesome. Yeah. It's all part of the blessed life culture, yeah. you know, like what's the culture around the blessing? Yeah. We're building. I was talking to a BC who didn't understand the three-day ceremony because the three-day ceremony is something that first generation go through to change yeah. the blood lineage. Right. And I was explaining to him, like the purpose of it and why it exists. And he was like, I don't understand how someone could do that for three days. <laughs> Good so, question. <laughs> so I had to explain to him, this, this young second gen, that the three-day ceremony is not a three-day marathon. <laughs> it's, it's three consecutive, no, never mind. Okay, well, a lot of won't... people have that question, so. <laughs> we won't go there. Um, 
it's it's all in in God's name, restoring sexuality. So so bringing back this, tying this up back to how to enjoy, how to have the most enjoyable process. The reason we're framing it like this, guys, is is not to tell you all, oh, you need to be more grateful. If you're just grateful, then everything will be hunky dory, and you'll just be living in the light of God's love your entire life. You know, we don't want to. We don't. That never works. Like tell your kid to be grateful. It's like no, <laughs> it never works to tell people to be grateful. But we're trying to give perspective because art, like we want, we're not, we don't want you guys to say like, oh, you guys are amazing. You have an incredible, you know, podcast and match net and matching process. I'm so grateful. Although, no, we don't want that. We want you to be happy. We want you to enjoy your blessing. We want you to have a, a fulfilling matching and blessing process. And what we've seen, it seems to be the common theme amongst everyone that goes through this process with gratitude, with happiness and gratitude are people that have appreciation in general yeah because yana it's very clear you're the person that talks with pretty much everyone that goes to the blessing it's pretty clear that some people go and they 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 get it and some people go and they're and they're just like dragging their it's like pulling teeth the entire time it's like dragging their feet i don't want to do that what do i have to do <laughs> not making fun of anyone but you know what i'm saying i promise yeah. you those people are not listening to this podcast by the way <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like talk on that a bit. Like, what is it? What is the quality of someone who's like just excited about the blessing and everything is just a process and people who are, who are just like, you know, dragging their feet. Yeah. Well, I was kind of thinking back to myself too. Like when it comes to, it's your first experience of something. I think that's a lot of like the way that we approach first things <laughs> if you've never gone to the blessing before or been through mm -hmm. but um there's a lot of people who have maybe gone to or for me like with true parents matching I went to a matching where I didn't get matched so the next time when I did get matched it was like a different level of gratitude right because of what you through and you kind of touched on that earlier like there's a lot of different experiences people come to the blessing with but I think most of it you know it's a little bit of your self-awareness of your yourself too like I think your journey there shapes a lot of your mm. your attitude when you're finally at the blessing and um I do think it's very humbling the ceremony itself like it does tend to hit you <laughs> sometimes there's a lot of stuff logistically that goes on before and it can be quite not you're not so grounded but I remember the blessing ceremony for me was a huge grounding point so um it's hard to gauge. Like, I feel like people are in a lot of different spaces leading up to it. And I think that's part of the nature of the blessing itself. There's a lot of like spiritual stuff, crazy stuff going on. Um, but if you can just like accept that as like the baseline, I think, I think that's a lot of times the difference. So I was watching this, some um, movie where a mom is always saying to her son, life doesn't happen. Oh my gosh. So if life doesn't happen to you. It happens for you. And I think like, that's like a perspective mindset shift or people come into it so yes there's a lot of things that can happen and you feel like why is this happening to me right blah 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 I think we can do that in a lot of things in our life so if you have a tendency towards doing that that might come out for you in the blessing process because I do feel like I'm often telling couples like there's always something unique about your blessing <laughs> that makes it memorable and sometimes it's these really complicated logistical things or changes last minute but if you can kind of just embrace that that's part of 
the blessing and, you know, still be able to see the bigger picture. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess part of that has to do with how you handle other things in life too. Um, but I feel part of our job and you're one of the people who mentioned this often, you know, it's like our job is to help them connect to the bigger picture, like try to um, mitigate the different, like lessen the worry about all the logistics stuff and, mm. you know, yeah. help them focus on why you're here and why you're there. And to be honest, that used to be easier to do pre-COVID, right? COVID added all this other stuff. Mm. So um, I don't know, I didn't fully answer your question, but I felt like people, it, it has a lot to do with our own mindset in general about how we approach when things happen or don't go the way you were expecting or mm. just big changes in general. And I feel that a lot of people already experience that in their matching process. So that's what's unique is like the journey to the blessing itself involves a lot of humbling and changing your perspective and all those things. Mm -hmm. So often people, when you're going to the blessing, there's, it's easier to tap into that gratitude because you're kind of finally at one big milestone. It's really just the beginning, <laughs> you know, yeah. but um, maybe sometimes if it's been more, I don't know, maybe you want to speak to this yeah. if, for those that have, challenges mm. or we get really frustrated i feel like there's other things going on that maybe mm. have it's a chance for it to be resolved before right. the blessing that makes sense different triggers with family or stuff comes up and i i don't i don't want to feel i don't want to call people out to feel bad about that i just think mm -hmm. like it's kind of like part of the process of preparing for the blessing is to help yeah. us resolve and really come with a heart that's um you know, that grace and like the blessing interview exists for that reason, right? To like offer things up. Right. So yeah, that's my, that's my. Awesome. Yana. Thanks a lot for of sharing. stuff is going on. Thanks for sharing that. I think people yeah. appreciate the honesty, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're, we're all family. We're all, we're all community. And I also don't want to be, you know, what's the word you used, uh, you know, off-putting to people who, don't really understand what the value is or of, of the blessing. And yeah, I mean, I've, I've honestly talked with quite a few people over the years that to me, when I was talking, like as an old, as a, as an, as an older brother, as a man, I don't have the authority to say, you can't get blessed. Like, that's not my authority. That's true parents. That's God. And that's you, right. That's your decision. But as an older brother, there have been times where I said, I don't think you should get blessed now because you don't quite understand the value of it. And I know that might be like shocking for people to hear, but I say that to, to make them think. I like, I like to say things to make them think, not to, to put, put them off or anything. Like, I want them to think about it. Like, I don't think you should get blessed. I don't think you get what it's about. And, I'm, and I say, I'm not, I'm not because I'm the gatekeeper of the blessing, the gatekeeper of the blessing. It's because as an older brother, I think, you, I think that you would not enjoy it. I think you would actually not have the right experience. And I think actually it would do a disservice to you. But if you wait a little bit, if you prepare well, and if you understand the value of it, then you'll have an infinitely more precious experience. And that's what I want for you, ultimately. So that's like my, that's how I handle it. And of course, like I said, I don't tell people like yes or no. I just say like, I advise this, right? So, so for me, it's a, it's, it comes down to, so the, 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 the answer to this question, why is it that some people have incredible 
life-altering experiences with a blessing. And some people, it's, yeah, they can take it or leave it. It's because of this. There is a value equ- equation when it comes to the blessing. Mm. The higher you value the blessing, the more you will invest in getting it, the more you will do to get it. Because if you have a clear vision of like, if you have a clear outcome, the likelihood of the desired outcome that you want in your life, which is whatever it's, you know, I want an ideal family. I want to establish God's lineage. I want to experience God fully in my marriage. I want to have an incredible relationship and sex and all of that and bring God. And if you want all that and have children, if that's your vision, like what would you be willing to do for that a lot? So it really comes down to the value of it. And if someone believes wholeheartedly that what they're doing is going to impact the future of humanity, the future of, and there was, and that was the promise and that was the offer, then yeah, people would pay more than $2,000 happily. Yes, people would go all the way to Korea for a hectic, you know, one week or three day or four day experience. Yes, people would do the application process. Yes, people would go through a matching process because that's the value that they're placing on it. If it's yeah. like, it's like if you're selling, you know, weight loss or, or fitness programs, <laughs> you know, if I said, if I had an offer that said, I will guarantee you that you will be fit, you will be, you know, beyond your wildest dreams and your entire, your children and your entire gen, uh, lineage and generations to come will also be healthy. How much would you pay for that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's in the likelihood of achievement is so high because we have tens of thousands of people that have been through it before, because we have testimonies and testimonies all the time of people who are doing that exact same thing that we're offering. You, you jump through hoops. You'd be happy to do you anything, you anything that we offer you and say, yeah, you should do this blessing interview. Yeah. You need to pay $2,000 because that's what the blessing offering is. And that's just what it is happily. This is why guys, first generation, you know, if you're BC and listening to this, your parents like we're willing to do anything, three ch- spiritual children, 40 spiritual children, 40 day fasting, 20 day, one day fasting, whatever it took, thousands and thousands of dollars and hours and hours of time, seven years MFD, all of that they'd willing to do because they understood the value of the blessing. And that's it. It's a simple value equation. So what happens when people don't understand the value of the blessing? Well, if you start to wonder why someone would want to get blessed, right? If yeah. they don't understand the value. And that's a good question to ask, honestly. If you don't understand the value and you're, and you're listening to this and you're questioning if you even want to do all this stuff, it's a good question. Like, why do you want to receive the blessing if you don't understand the value of it? It's an honest question you can ask yourself. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. Or I'm not saying that I know, but you can ask yourself that. Mm-hmm. If you really, if you, so what we're offering you, what the blessing is offering you is what, Yana? So many things. <laughs> okay. So many things. <laughs> a lot. It's a giant package. Yeah. Hard to you describe. Get, you get all these bonuses, <laughs> including, you know, happiness beyond your wildest dream. Most likely you'll live longer, by the way, guys, we have yeah. a very high mortality you, rate. You've got to put the work in for it. Yeah. Oh, that's the thing. It's like offering, just like mm-hmm. you said, I mean, the prep investing to the, you know, to get to the blessing, because you understand the value, but to create that blessed family and live that blessed life is you know, you've got to invest in it to make what you want to, but there's this huge spiritual foundation that we don't even fully grasp and understand. I think that's hard, especially mm-hmm. as BCs to get, um, mm-hmm. you're part of God's lineage. God can be so much more a part of co-creating that life with you, which is like, yeah, it's invaluable, priceless. How did you describe that? Um, um, but it's not like a, at, 
automatic thing. You've got to be constantly seeking and inviting God and like applying principle principle practically and really living that lifestyle. And uh, yeah, that's the part that I think hmm. you're, you're touching on before even going to the blessing, like how we prepare for it. I, I will say, I guess this is why I was mentioning that the blessings about ideal and restoration, because I do think I think a lot about how I'm teaching my sons about the blessing. Um, we talk about it a lot because it's like, oh, this part of mommy, yes. what she does yeah. work, you know. But um, I think, you know, everything that you said about understanding the value, it starts with really learning about that early on. And even though I feel like we grew up, like me, I grew up really wanting the blessing, wanting to go to true parents' blessing. <laughs> that was a big thing for me from a young age because I'd heard about it. But in terms of the value of what the blessing really means, it takes time to learn that. So that's why I think it's important to talk about it um, very young. The difference is children now growing up and everyone now growing up, like we were mentioning, alluding to before, there is like this set tradition around the whole matching family matching process. Um, the blessing, the process of applying for the blessing, blessing offering, those things weren't set before fully. Like it was kind of like, okay, I'm ready to go to the blessing. And then you found out that like there was blessing interview, there was blessing offering, they were there, but it was, it was all very kind of rushed. Whereas now you have a lot more time to prepare. So I think that's a big difference. Like children now learning about it can also learn about the external preparation side, which I felt we didn't get enough. And that you know the connection you explained it really well like if you really understand the value of this sometimes I feel um we can growing up with this tradition knowing how important the blessing is a little bit take it for granted like expect that you know obviously God wants everyone to be blessed and I should absolutely be blessed and instead thinking about having more of an offering heart towards the blessing and the external requirements around the blessing are a huge part of that offering, but we weren't really educated around that because they weren't set in place. But now when I think about educating from a much younger age about the blessing, we can talk about it in a way, and especially young children can understand that like saving up your money for your blessing offering in the future is like, it's a substantial thing that you can do to help create that value around the blessing. That makes sense, like the mm -hmm. internal side. So I feel like we're in this in, um, time where we have so many people who've gone through this and we're creating this more solid process around it that we can educate really well. And it's gotta start much younger, I feel about the value. If, you know, that's that comes down to a lot of times, yeah, in general, rushing last minute or things like that bring up, it's much harder to have that heart of offering and preparing um, mm -hmm. compared to like having intentionally done that for years beforehand. And I was really moved by some of the testimonies, this blessing someone who was reading, she just wanted to have a better heart. And so she just started reading everything she could find about the blessing and true parents words and trying to have a heart like true parents had at the, receiving the first blessing, you know, and I was like, wow, that's so deep, you know? Um, there's always something you can do to try to understand the value of something more. And I think it doesn't stop when you get blessed. You've got to continue to do that, right? Um, as a 
blessed family. I feel like part of being in this role is I'm constantly learning the mm. value of the blessing, you know? Interesting. Um, yeah. That's important to be learning. Yeah. So it sounds like there's a way for us to increase the value of the blessing or like the perceived value of the blessing in our own minds. Because yeah. really like the, the value of the blessing is what it is. Like it's set, but the perceived value of it, like imagine if we were selling, and of course, like I'm not, I'm not trying to make this about money or sales or anything, but as an analogy, right? Yeah. If, we were, if we were selling the blessing, there's, there's two options we could do. We could make it like, okay, putting a monetary value, $2,000 is the blessing offering. So let's just say that that's the monetary barrier for people to, uh, to receive the blessing. We can say like, oh, let's just lower the, the blessing offering to $2 and then just get a bunch more people blessed, right? The problem with doing that is that you lower the value of it to people. So, so in, in essence, when, when the best way to increase, uh, increase the perceived value of it is to increase the value of it rather than decreasing the price. Does that make sense? And as long as there's this discrepancy between what people think they're getting from something and what they're willing to do, or pay for something, then that's always going to exist. So what you're saying is that what the sister was doing uh, in your example was trying to increase and understand the value of the blessing so much so that she wants to do it and she's willing to do do you know go through the matching process, go through matching websites, do all this stuff in order to receive it. Yeah. Which is kind of what we've been recommending, right? For people to do is, and if you listen to another episode about the seven steps, right? to receive, you know, successful blessing. The first one is about relationship with God. And the second one is about relationship with the blessing, understanding what the blessing is. Yeah. And if you have that foundation, then the blessing makes sense. It's not a ceremony. It's not a, it's infinitely more valuable that to you, to you, because you understand what it means to God. You understand what it means to you. Yeah. So we can increase the value of the blessing, but also at the same time, I think, you know, we have a responsibility on our part too, is to also increase the perceived value of the blessing to everyone. Totally. Right. Yeah. That's something we can definitely improve on. I think that's a huge part. And we, that's part of, I think what we're really building together with blessed couples and those going through the culture around the blessing. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just, when you were talking about, the, I felt like we should read the, the blessing vow. <laughs> I have this little booklet it. right here. She's got it with her guys. Yes. And her back, and her back I love the vow. I mean, there was four vows at the time I got blessed, but yeah. Trimother consolidated into one. You know, I love this about Trimother. She's so concise. And, but um, it's so deep, like it's packed. Should we Let's read it? it? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> As families who are to realize the heavenly parents' ideal of creation, do you promise to become eternal couples who will inherit the tradition established by the true parents of heaven, earth, and humankind, and perfect ideal families who will strive to realize Chanilguk? So it's interesting. It kind of reminds me of family pledge. It's like a declaration. It's a question, actually, the vow. Do you promise? And then you answer yes or yay, yeah. right, in Korean. Um, but it's interesting because it's such a, like, again, what I always say, like the blessing is the beginning because what you're talking about and promising to is like how you're going to live your life. It's such a forward thinking vow and promise. And that's, you know, how marriages are marriage vows too, mm. but it's a pretty, is there, is there any like word in there that really stands out to you? 
I think eternal, we talk about that a lot, eternal, okay. yeah. um, perfect ideal families uh, and realize heavenly parents ideal creation. Like to me, it, those things, that's not just one word, eternal jumped out the most. Right, okay. But um, yeah, that could be a fun podcast. Unpacking yeah, the blessing well, a lot of, there's a lot to unpack there because I mean, yeah, I, I think it's beautiful too. Like the word tradition stands out to me because yeah. my, my first thought is like, what is that? <laughs> like what true parents, this? true parents tradition. That's what it says, right? It's like, what is that exactly? And I think we're, we're uncovering that. So if you want to find out, you can stick around to this podcast, everyone by following and subscribing because we talk more about this kind of stuff. Uh, but I want to, I want to just maybe brainstorm a little bit for a few minutes about how do we, how do we increase the value of the blessing that like perceived value of the blessing, because it is very valuable. I would say we have not mastered the way to really articulate how valuable it is to us couples, families, and the world and society. And I think actually we'll get into this because we're going to do an episode on lineage, so like spiritual lineage, yeah. because that's a value that you mentioned is part of the blessing that is hard to articulate. Yeah. Is how does the blessing impact spirit world and lineage? But I think there's actually a way to explain lineage that maybe you and I can crack, crack the code on this. <laughs> yeah. To explain it in a way that makes sense. And it's like, oh yeah, like that's important. And I, I want to contribute to that. I want to be part of that. Because your father said, lineage is more important than love in life itself mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. crazy yeah so we've got to unpack that uh also things like you know we we know that we have based on our it's getting a little morbid here really quick but based <laughs> on our based on our death rates in our movement right we have a very high mortality rate actually interesting like t- I, I actually we did the calculations based on uh our based on our database a blessed family database and also ascensions because we know all the ascensions that are reported from blessed families and our mortality rate is actually twice as good as average in america wow twice as good so it might seem that people are passing away uh quicker nowadays you know relative to demographics and ages but we're actually doing twice as good as the average person average demographic in america so you can, you can conclude whatever you want from that. Um, it's an interesting to think about because maybe it's something to do with lifestyle. Maybe it's something to do with the blessing. Maybe it's something to do with the fact that people who are married do live longer, right? Yeah. Um, also, anyway, yeah. Perceived value too, I think has to do with like the, the age. I was just thinking of things that like um, you find that are, are very old. Uh, we went to this fossil exhibition and we found like a 400 million year old rock fossil of something that doesn't exist anymore but it's like whoa that's so old and you know the blessing as i've been talking about how we're part of history in the making right like um 20 years of this family matching process that's relatively little compared to the bigger picture but especially down the line people and there were some in this case where I talked with a grandmother who got to see her grandson get blessed and the feeling of like, wow, I never thought I'd see this, you know, um, that adds that perceived value of just like, I'm doing something that my ancestors before me have done. Right. Uh, or people often with, with marriage, like give an engagement ring that's from inherited from their, their family, right. Mm -hmm. Passed down. So it has an incredible value. I think that inheritance aspect, um, that, I do think that's one of the perceived values people have about it, but it comes from talking and sharing. 
I think that's what came up when you were saying it is testimonials, just typical, mm -hmm. like in sales too, or anything, right, right? right? How the way that people share about it, and especially the their before and after, before being blessed, after being blessed, you know, mm -hmm. um, that helps with the value too. Right. I think yeah, that we moves just, people a lot. We just, right? we just posted a testimonial from Natasha and Don Phillips on the podcast. Yeah, so yeah. check that out, everyone as well. Okay, I think we'll wrap up here and we'll see you all in the next episode. We're going to be talking about some really deep and practical and fun stuff that you are probably going to be curious about. So stick around. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.